Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, August 1st, 2022. Goodbye, July. It's a new month, August time here on Kentucky Roll Call. We got a packed house. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Intern Jacob, everybody back. Everybody's doing well. Roush, how are you? I'm, I am doing well. I got a long weekend full of rest. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. It's, it's going to be a big week. And so I needed it. I needed to, to recharge the batteries. Never tested positive for COVID, but I, I probably had it. I don't know. Felt like it. Felt felt not great. Not great for a few days, but um, got got lots of resting, got lots of fluids, um, lots of vitamin C, and uh, now I'm ready to rock and roll. More than just COVID disease out there, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Whatever it was, it was. Uh, it, it did knock me off my socks, though. Just a lot of fevers and stuff like that, and fatigue. So it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't good. But um, like I said, got got lots of sleep. Um, it was uh, my my wife's grandfather's birthday, so she took Duke up there, and it was uh, lots of nights of uninterrupted. So I got two nights of uninterrupted sleep, and that was uh, that was clutch. That was clutch. It got me. Got, it was basically putting the healing stone in. So did a lot of uh, uh, betting on the horses. I watched all of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and I even watched that, that Grey Man movie. Great movie, by the way, on Netflix, if you want a good action flick. Um, so, yeah, I did, I did. I got all that out of the way. Now I'm ready for football. We got a lot of football starting this week with training camp. We got a lot of basketball coming up with the Bahamas. And uh, we also had the basketball tournament, too. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of watching on the tube this weekend, sports soccer. Well, that's good. Glad you're feeling better. You sound great. Uh, You're right. There's a lot to get to. It's a new month. We will have football this month, not college football with our favorite team. We'll have to wait just a little bit longer, but it's getting there. But you get high school football. You get NFL preseason games. A lot of people will be doing their fantasy drafts this month. Uh, You'll get some college football, just not the Cats. We'll have to wait a little bit longer for that, but that's okay. Uh, It's here. It's here. It's getting here. And uh, goodbye, July. Justin, how are you? Did you have a good weekend? I did have a great weekend, but today I am doing phenomenal. I have to start the show 
by giving a huge shout out to Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, who came in on Friday and fixed the air in the Woo. studio. So it feels amazing in here now. Not not even our normal 77 that it was before they came in and fixed it and before the heat went out. Now it's down to 72. So it's a little chilly in here, but I am never been happier to come into this studio and feel the air fixed. So shout out Mitch Craig, Heating and Cooling. Thank you guys for coming out and getting us fixed up. I'm sad that uh, I won't be able to. We won't be able to do our little bit anymore, unfortunately. I know it. Dang it! I, I almost, I almost did. I, I almost hit him with the. It's 77 in here. Feels great, and yeah. But bit, the bit died. What are you gonna do? That's all right. That's better that we get some some cool air at the studio. Intern Jacob, fresh off vacation. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Good to be back. I'm like you said, vacationed out. Glad to be back. And it is football month almost. Well, yeah, football month now. So I am I'm pretty hyped about that. Good. I think we all are a lot to get to on today's show. I guess uh Justin had said that you were gonna be sh- showing up on Friday and, and and no call, no show, or hmm. what happened there? No, I literally one of my cords wouldn't work. So I had to go buy a new cord. My uh adapter for my Mac to my mic just stopped working so i had to go get a new one well we, we missed you buddy yeah i was, I was just pretty justin, bummed out it's justin and i holding down the fort <laughs> it was a good time I, I i enjoyed it and uh had a good weekend as always they go by too quickly but ready to to get back into it and a lot to get to on today's show mm-hmm. we want to hear from you on the thornton's text line 1450 you, you hear us talk about Thornton's every single day. It ain't stopping today in August. You've got uh, a little over a month left in the summer cash bash, giving away $10,000 each week and a 2022 Chevy Carl at the end of it. And you can download the app. It's easy. Sign in, sign up. Takes no time at all, just like when you pop into a Thornton's. Fast, friendly service, good, good food to get you going at a cheap price, cheaper than you'll pay at a fast food restaurant. Uh, but this is better quality food than you'll get at a fast food restaurant. And plus, oh, they yeah. got fresh fruit every day, fresh donuts every day. So get into a Thornton's and say hi to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're all excited about football. We all got football mm-hmm. on our mind. But it's Uganda Kingsley Day. It is Uganda Kingsley. Hey, TJ, you going to commit? Ah, uh, classic. Uh, which I, I still don't understand. I, I really, I even asked this to our, our pal Jack Pilgrim. He was Uganda Kingsley, and now he's Uganda Kingsley Onyenso. I don't know where the Onyenso came from. It's his last name. Onyenso is his last name. He just always went by his middle name, Uganda Kingsley, just because Kingsley, I, I would imagine, maybe a little easier than on Yinso. But when he commits to Kentucky today and UK most likely announces it today, you're going to see you gonna on on Yinzo. So get used to on Yinzo. When he scores okay. a bucket at, at Rupp Arena, they're gonna stay on Yinzo on Yinzo. We okay. have not uh, to a lot of KRC listeners, this is the first you've ever even heard of the name on Yinzo. Probably partially on us for not calling him by his last name up to this point. Uh, but they will be doing it going forward. Cool. Oh, and also, it was a thing too where just it was the big J started using it, but none of the recruiting sites. Like it, it's been kind of bizarre. Um, not as bizarre as 
you know, Robbie Anderson showing up to training camp and being like, you know, I, I want to be Robbie IE instead of with a Y because I like the way IE looks. Or Darius Leonard being like, you know what? I'm going to go by Shaq Leonard now. And it's not like that. It's it's not as just I'm going to go by a different name because I have an ego. He just never used this one at that. So, yeah, a little, little oh. bit different. You know, I don't think any player, for whatever reason, in our fantasy leagues gets ripped on more than Robbie Anderson, for whatever reason. <laughs> I think, like, we had a buddy that would always try to include him in trades, and eventually the league was like, hey, nobody wants Robbie Anderson. Just leave us alone. But I actually am going to push back on you criticizing him a little bit. He changed his name from R-O-B-B-Y to R-O-B-B-I-E. And how many of these people, when you have name changes, Roush, it's – I, I'm, that's my God given name. And I, somebody told me I need to change it to this, or I had a religious awakening and now I'm going to be called this. Robbie just said, I just think it looks cooler with IE at the end instead of why I love it. It was as simplistic as that. He was just like, yeah, I just thought IE was cooler than why. So it. <laughs> it just looks cooler, which to be fair, uh, the Robbie with a Y, I, I, I know I'm I'm really dating myself here. It goes back to like Bobby's world where there is something childish about the Y instead of the IE. So maybe he is onto something here. I would just say the Robbie with the IE, I think, brings in a unisex name with Y. You can almost, I mean, you're pretty sure you got a, you got a boy there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be my only thing for Robbie Anderson. But I loved his honesty and just like, yeah, no, no, no. Nothing nothing big or prolific here. It's just I think the IE looks a little cooler. So oh, boom, he, he made the switch. For Onyenzo, it's just people call called him that one name. They may have not even known. I I didn't find I didn't I had forgotten and I just thought, hey, he's going by this name and this is what he's gonna go by. But when you see it today, you're probably gonna see you're gonna Onyenso and uh Roush, the big news of the weekend won't be so much his commitment. We've we've felt good about this one for a while. Mm-hmm. He'll reclassify, he'll join the team. Now you've got a few different UK reporters, and, and Jack Pilgrim, I think, was the first with it, who said, yeah, the Bahamas trip for him, most likely not going to happen, just too much too soon. But he'll be on the roster this year. It'll be good, blah, blah, blah. I want to see you gonna Kingsley on Yenzo running point guard at the open practice on Tuesday, Roush. I don't want to waste any time. Commit on Monday. I want him running the show on Tuesday. I don't care if he's seven foot twenty-five. He, I wanted one of the commitment promises to be, "We'll let you run point one practice." Let it be the first open practice, his first day on campus. How about that? Oh man, that would be wildly entertaining. Uh, but yeah, Kentucky is going to host an open practice Tuesday at Rupp Arena. The practice doesn't start, I believe, until six thirty. We go six thirty eight, but they're also doing a telethon. This is a way um, great idea. Uh, from John Calipari and Co. to uh, to say, all right, we needed, we want to do something for the Eastern Kentucky flood. Well, we've got these practices. Why don't we just hold one erupt? And that that's a way we can. I don't want to say kill two birds with one stone, but that's how we can kind of wrap this up all in a bow. Um, and I, I, just an outstanding idea. I think they're going to stream it on um, LEX18's website. So if you can't make it to Rupp Arena Tuesday to watch, you you, you can watch from afar. You can donate uh, to their uh, efforts to help the flood victims through there. It's an outstanding idea. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll be big blue madness, boring either. TJ, like, granted, you know, it's it's still just a Bahamas practice only for an hour and a half. 
But I, I, I think we're going to get more than what we would see out of a normal open practice from the Cats. I thought this is a genius idea. It, I hate being that guy. I'm going to be that guy here for an instance. This is awesome. Uh, there, there's nothing bad that I can say about this. But there is a little part of me, Roush, that's just like, gosh, so many people are excited about this. Like, do more open practices. Like, let people see this stuff more often because it's really cool and they get excited about it and they'll they'll show up. And then that thought kind of slowly walked down a different path of, in this nil era, who's to stop someday? I don't think, you know, I don't, this won't happen at UK anytime soon. Who's to stop some of the players being like, hey, coach, can we have an open practice and charge like $10 a head and uh, just collect, <laughs> collect the money? Because you could make a lot of money if you just had open practices yeah. and pay, made people kind of pay to get in and the play and the money went back to the players. Oh. Uh, it's like a way to broadcast practices and get extra money in the program. If there's one place that could actually profit from that, it'd be the University of Kentucky. We're just like an open gym type deal. Yeah. Just come watch us scrimmage each other for a night. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, the players are going to be shooting around, just doing their own thing, maybe splitting into some pickup games, two-on-two two or whatever it may be, from seven to nine, gym's open, $5 ahead to come in. You may see something cool. You may see nothing at all. But if you're a U.K. basketball fan, you'll probably enjoy it. Why uh, just yeah. once? Do that every night of the week. I, well, uh, I, I'm all for it. The more, the more think- access, the more open, the more I'm, I'm happy. It'd be cool, Scoots, but I do think there is a little method to the mat. It's like the – if you make it special, people are going to get more excited for it. Let, let's ask Jacob. He's the resident Lexington guy now. So, Jacob, if Kentucky were to open up practices, charge $5 a head, how much money you spend in a week? Probably $25, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going every day. but Exactly. Um, I don't have to go every day because just go to the JC. I mean, they're all up there three, four nights a week scrimmaging, just messing around. That's more fun to watch to me than an open practice. No, that. Oh, hundred percent. Them playing, playing your classmates in a game to twenty-one yes. on the first courts. No. That is fun to watch. People getting dunked on. Some random student just getting crossed over. It's you know, hilarious. better than a random student getting crossed over and dunked on is a five-star future NBA player getting crossed over and dunked on. No, that's not. That's not any fun because then it's not going to be anywhere. I want to see something on barstool. A- are you are you suggesting that basketball highlights don't get posted anywhere anytime? No, Ever? I'm not saying that, but not from an open practice. Why not? Places don't do it. Because it's just it's not that environment. It's a whole different environment. I feel like you see a lot more highlights from practices than you do just random pickup games. I'm all for the random pickup game highlights too, for what it's worth. But those those are rare intern Jacob at least at least into our mediums but the open practices are fun I mean if you're a fan uh, like you get a good idea you get Roush when they would invite media and I still I'm sure they still do it to some folks but they don't I don't I don't get the invite anymore and that's okay but when they had open media go check out like one mm-hmm. or two practices a year you could learn like you could learn a good deal about one how the coaches yeah. feel about some of the players but two with just your own eyeballs of like oh Okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. I remember Winion Gabriel was a big star at one of the open practices, and people were like, is this dude going to be somebody we need to keep an eye on? Sure enough, he started like pretty much every single game that season uh, and had that, that big SEC tournament game when he had the, the what, seven three-pointers in it? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that was, yeah, that's... against uh, Georgia or so Alabama. can learn stuff, and I'm not saying tomorrow we'll have like a totally clear picture of what the team's going to look like. Uh, 
it's still very early on in this process, but really cool that they're doing it. Seven o'clock, I, I think, is when it starts. The doors open at five. Six thirty. Six thirty to eight. Uh, they're doing between five and six. They're just going to be taking calls. At, I'm assuming probably like courtside or something uh, for the telethon aspect of it. I, I think my big thing that I learned from over practices, TJ, is there a lot of it's just are they blowing smoke in my butt or not? Um, and that applies to football too, and a lot, especially with football, because it, they typically will say they'll give you little nuggets of information here and there, and then. But it's like, all right, I want to see it with my own two eyes. And so getting to go out and watch those guys in practice serves as confirmation for that. Um, and we're also going to be having uh, open practice for football as well this week. Um, that'll be Saturday. They haven't announced details of fan day. Um, that'll happen at some point this week. But I, I, I'm, I'm just going to guess that it, it's typically they either do autograph session first and then open practice afterwards. Or they'll do open practice autograph session, meet and greet after that. Uh, but that, that'll happen Saturday morning. I, I would just mark my calendar for 10 or 11 as a time estimate. I don't know um, for a fact. But we can get a little bit of both this week. So that could, that could be exciting. Jacob, are you gonna are you going to go watch any of these practices with your own two eyes? I do plan on going to both of these practices with my nice. own two peepers. Nice. Nice. We got our own KRC correspondent. I'd like to get up there tomorrow. If it's on TV, I may end up just staying home as much as I hate to say it. If it's not on TV, I'm going to feel a little obligation to potentially go up there and and see you with my own eyes. I would imagine they're going to try to get it streaming somewhere, though, Roush. I think they're going to realize a lot of people aren't going to just be able to get to Lexington on, on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and the the only bummer of that too, TJ, is we know how. I mean, granted, it's not SEC Network, but we know how a lot of these things go. Where it'll be like, we're gonna we're gonna show you open practice, and then it's like Keith Farmer talking to a microphone for a bunch of it, and it's like Keith, yeah. get out of the way. I'm trying to watch practice. Yeah, and we we know exactly how they go. Uh, let's hope maybe they don't just have a wide like like get the camera that you have at Rupp Arena, zoom out a little bit, and then literally just don't touch it. Just don't touch it. I'd yep. be I'd be more happy with that than any other sort of production standpoint they may put together. Just have like a, a running camera. You don't need hell. I don't like if Cal's gonna have a microphone, which he may or may not. Like sync that audio up to that. Besides that, just we don't even need any commentary. I can mm-hmm. I, I can watch an open practice and and have the understanding of of what's going on here. But uh, while we're being slightly nitpicky with the whole thing. Awesome move by UK, yeah. awesome move by Calipari. Supposedly it was the players that were the ones that wanted to set something up like this. So kudos to them as well. Uh, I We can criticize, and at the end of the day, all we want is UK basketball to win. But it, I will always be the one to bring this up. John Calipari, great dude. You can nitpick his coaching all you want. You can even think the game's passed him by if you feel that way. Just always seemingly looking to to give back, help out, use this platform for good. Uh, he's helped people all over the world in times of crisis, but he has especially 
helpful mm-hmm. to Kentuckians. And it seems like there's just been turd sandwich after turd sandwich for this state over the last several years. And there he's always been using this platform to help. You'll get Mark Stoops does a lot of the same stuff as well, which is really cool to see. Some people care a lot about that stuff. Some people couldn't care less about the acts of service from their coaches. But I I think it's really cool. I think you got a perfect combination of a coach that wins, gets in amazing players, gets us excited for upcoming seasons, gets us excited during seasons, for the most part, does pretty well against his rivals. And that's what I care most about, just full disclosure. But if you can get the cherry on top of a good dude that wants to give back and help mm-hmm. out people in need, then you really do have the the complete Sunday there. So uh, proud, proud of, of them doing that. I know they're going to raise a ton of money. I'm sure Calipari will match it or match it up to a certain point or something along those lines. He seems yeah. to always do that. And Eastern Kentucky, as more flash flooding is heading your way at this moment, it's just like, can yeah. you all please get a break? Uh, Especially in July. Like, what are we doing raining in July and August? (laughs) This is normally the hottest, driest month of the year. Well, it has been, like, dry for eight weeks. And it's like, all right, we wouldn't mind maybe a little rain here, but then instead (laughs) of five straight days of it, nonstop. Goodness gracious. We're thinking about everybody impacted down there, which is pretty much anybody that lives in that region. Obviously, the degrees of being impacted are different. A lot of people have lost property, have lost value, valuables. And then, of course, though, that that is not even comparable to those that have lost life or lost family or uh, people fighting for their lives. So we are we're thinking about those folks in eastern Kentucky, as always. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nice that UK is going to do something special for you all tomorrow night. People forget, too, that uh, from one of these telethons, which I just love that telethons are still a thing like this. This is very much a mm-hmm. 1950s kind of deal, but we're, we're still doing them. Uh, the OG telethon, the first one he did, it got us the, hello, Mr. President, this is the Marcus Cousins. Like that, that's like one of the greatest, oh man, that, that, that's every time I hear that, I'm going to look back and just, and just smile. We need, we need to find that clip somewhere. Uh, easily, easily accessible on the old YouTube, but you, yeah, I mean, that seems like such a long time ago too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also different, like. I hate saying this, but it's true that if you had like the president call the team now, it'd just be such a crap show. I'm sure it probably was back then too. Like people, I don't want President Obama calling our players. I'm sure people were worked up about that. But now it just seems like it'd almost be night and day with the reaction to it. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, it turns out that it's so weird, TJ. It used to be uh, before we got everything became political, having the president take his time to call you was a good thing. And now it's like, I don't know. Do we want to step into this? Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 it's terrible, but yeah, that was one of the great moments from the telethon back then. And uh, I, they help us continuing to come and for the folks in Eastern Kentucky. And uh, I, I look forward, they're going to raise so much money tomorrow. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be crazy. And it's, uh, you know, if you're Calipari, you see the result you have, it's hard not to want to do something because most people are like, I want to help. I want to give, you know, I could give 10, 20, 30 bucks or whatever they could, mm-hmm. but you can't, it's not like, Hey, I, I can start a, a telethon. That's going to raise a million dollars for these people. Not many people can do that, but one person mm-hmm. that can is Calipari. He does it. They take advantage of it. And, uh, folks like you, me, people listening, we're the ones that, that help drive it as well. So, uh, cool stuff. I'm, I'll just be from the non-charity aspect of it. I can't wait to just see some basketball and see these guys out on a court going against each other. 
if it's anything like their normal open practices, it's going to be a lot of drills. There won't be a ton of scrimmaging, but mm-hmm. most likely you'll get some sample sizes of scrimmaging or scrimmaging and transition, which is always fun to see. Uh, you'll get a good idea, or you'll get an idea at least, of, of what this team looks like just eight days, Roush, before they play in the Bahamas. Yeah. So this is another little appetizer served up to UK fans. You'll get that tomorrow night. We'll have to wait a week, and then you'll get four games in five days to really help us that midsummer lull, the mid-August lull. And then after that, I think football is the following week for high school. And then the week after that for college for week zero. And then boom, week Ooh. after that, we're in September. So it's going to fly by. It's going to be great. And uh, I cannot wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I do love just the, I, I, we, I don't know what you called it last week. Was it the Bosner effect, but even just showing the clips of Oscar, just being money from the free throw line and our boy uh matt sack was the one who's like i want to know who's the guy drilling threes in the corner and it was damian collins so like just getting having those opportunities tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun just to see the the new look cats for the first time i think it'll be good too for the new guys uh reeves livingston and wallace to get out there in front of a decent sized crowd and kind of show their abilities and get comfortable with being in Rupp and the people around it. You know what I mean? That's a great point. That's something that you don't really get the experience until the, I guess, Big Blue Madness or one of the first exhibition games. But, Jacob, there's a lot of fans that are just like, practice all your practices in Rupp Arena. And I I fall in line to like, you better be going there enough where the players are familiar with it. But that's a good point. You're going to get to see uh, about what? Two months earlier than normal, they're going to get an idea of playing a game or at least getting some reps in a pretty crowded Rupp Arena. I would imagine – I think TV will play a little bit role on how packed it is, but if there was no TV, I wouldn't be shocked if there was 18,000, 17,000 people there. With it being on TV, I think you're going to have more people maybe elect just to donate and stay home. But I, I still think you'll get over 10,000 people there, which will be nothing to turn your nose up, if not even more than that. I mean, it could easily be 15,000 plus. That's a good point, intern Jacob. A little extra reps or Rupp Arena won't hurt anything. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, well, that was a long first segment that flew by in a blink of an eye. So let's take mm-hmm. our first break here. It's going to be a quick show. I can already feel it. We got a lot of texts in the Thornton's text line. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. Talk basketball to start, but I, I'm I'm with Roush. When the calendar turns to August, my brain initially goes to football. This is just kind of one of these weird years. You get the foreign trip. allows UK to have extra practices. But it's August. There's football to talk about. We're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We'll do that here on Kentucky Roll Call. Do not go anywhere. This is Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker. Nick. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. With Walker and Roush. That was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go! All time movie you, quote. What do you check about, Rush? If being in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. And that's how I learned about 
famous jazz musician Miles Davis. Uh, back in when you were a kid, that's how you first learned about him. It's probably, it's probably the same way for me, too. I, did, I had no idea who he was up until then. Uh, welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X edition of the show. August 1st, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. Everybody back in the house. You got any questions for us or any comments or just anything you want to say, send it on over on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Went and saw my brother and sister-in-law's new baby. Adorable. As well get out. Nice to have a... Uh, the, the Walker line lives, Roush. We got a, a male Walker now. Oh! Which is always, wow. Don't worry. Exciting, good stuff. Uh, that was a nice part. That was probably one of my favorite parts. That was my favorite part of the weekend, come to think of it. That was really great. But one troubling thing. Oh no! Does the baby look like Johnny? Then that—that's troubling. He was so he was like, I'm just so happy it doesn't look. His wife is is Brazilian, so their first daughter just kind of looked like a mini her for the most part, and mm -hmm. adorable, cute baby. Um, so he was my brother's like, I'm just so happy not everybody is saying that it looks exactly like the, my wife right now. Like I'm this is this is a this is a nice win for Johnny. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know if it looks so much like him per se, but I, I do think it maybe looks a little more like him than it does her. But regardless, the baby's changed. Their appearances. There was a day that baby would look like me, Lucy looked like me, and then the next day she'd look just like her mom as a baby. It changes as the months goes on. Mm -hmm. But one troubling aspect of the whole encounter was when people have babies, you bring them food. It's a nice gesture that you do. Yep. They're focused on the lack of sleep. It's just nice if they can either have a meal delivered to them or just something they have to cook in. Well, where they live, unfortunately, there's not a salsaritas near them. Oh no. You had to go with a competitor and what a just, Oh my goodness gracious. Right? Mickey mouse operation. No kidding. No kidding. Just from start to finish. I'm not going to get into their details, but it was nothing like salsaritas, the fresh Mexican grill. Uh, the food didn't taste nearly as good as salsaritas. And then they didn't have an app to make things easy when it came to ordering and having it waiting for us when we wanted to go pick it up. Rash. It was a big order. So, we wanted to make sure they'd get it right. It was totally hectic, but it's also either if you got a big order, you go to the app, you punch it in, it's waiting for you when you get there. Mm -hmm. You go in the store, you pick it up. It's hot, it's fresh, it's delicious. You get wildly addictive chips. Felt like I was eating cardboard compared to Salsaritas chips. They are they are just the bomb. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Swing by, get yourself a burrito, a quesadilla. Whatever you're in the mood for, Salsaritas has it going on. And then, special thing that they're doing this month, they want you to make a splash and support Children's Norton Hospital. When you go to any Salsaritas in the Middletown or St. Matthews, you can round up to Norton's Children's Hospital, which is a sweet, sweet move. Yeah, It yeah. makes a big difference for them. And also, if you do it, it's... I, I hate I hate having to throw in this caveat, Roush, because it makes it seem like people aren't just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. They're gonna they're gonna give you a two dollar reward on your app. So if you nice. round up twenty five cents on your bill, five cents on your bill, maybe it's ninety five cents on your bill, depending you know whatever you're at, they're gonna give you just two dollars for for helping out. So that's pretty sweet from Salsaritas. Remember to download that app so well, you can make all those things possible. So not only, uh, I mean, it really comes full circle too, because that's where the the Norton children, women and children's where most folks in the area go to have their children. But Salsaritas, they also do a lot of catering there. 
So like whether you, I mean, they'll feed the whole hospital. That's how good Salsaritas is. There's no party too big or too small for Salsaritas to take care of. Just download that app, punch it in, and pick it up at either St. Matthews or Middletown. And heck, I think they can even take it to you too. Um, can. Can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so convenient, so good. Salsaritas, it's deliciously different. So delicious. All right. And, and I, I will just echo that sentiment too. If any of your friends, uh, man, are having kids, the convenience of just having food handy is just, ah, oh. not, not having to think about eating when it's 2 a.m. and you're just like, your stomach is going, and you're exhausted. Having that food there is oh, so comforting. So comforting. Yeah, and I, I'm sure having two kids, as you'll find out soon enough, Roush is even a different animal than just the one because while the newborn is like waking up every three to four hours, doesn't matter what time of the day it is, the toddler, you're just like crossing your fingers that they keep to their normal routine. But mm -hmm. the last thing that you have time for and those is like to pull out pots and pans, get and just start cooking. That that is I mean, I guess theoretically you can, and you do have time. You could make time for it, but you don't want to do it. Your 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 priorities are in other spots. So it's always great when you can have somebody come and bring you food. I've always said though, like they they gave us a bunch of desserts to take home because they were like, people just keep bringing us desserts, and we are two people. They're going to go bad. We can't possibly eat all these desserts. Will you take some? And we were like, sure, no no problem. Then I proceeded to leave some of the cookies on top of my car for the thirty minute drive home, Ooh. and they stayed. What? I know. It was a miracle. Uh, we were driving in and our neighbors were out walking and we were waving and just saying like hello to him. And he was like, you got something on your roof. So I like stick like an idiot. Like I stick my head out. I'm looking at the roof of my house because I thought maybe there were some geese up there. You'll get like some large birds up there from time to time. And he was like, I was looking up there. He's like, no, no, no. The roof of your car. And I turn around and there's just this big thing of cookies still just perfectly in place. So they made it. Uh, shockingly, they made it. That's um, incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> and the cookies were really good too. Even maybe that's because they got to dry out or something. I don't know. Uh, but that that was pretty embarrassing. Um, but I've always said that, like with people with babies, the food stuff is a super nice gesture. Nobody's ever mad about that. But there there needs to be a friend or a family member that, like, two months down the road, just yeah. like, hey, I, I wanted to save mine for just like a random yeah. day. What day of this week are you all going to be busy? Good. Just Very good point. So think about that also. You, know, you don't need it as soon as they get home. It's like a week mm -hmm. later. Exactly. Yeah, everybody is like rushing in the first week, two weeks. Sometimes help out in week three or week four because they can just be equally as difficult and hard. But congrats. Welcome to the world, little Brooks. Happy to have you. And another embarrassing thing that happened to me this weekend, I got locked in my bathroom, had to climb out a window. <laughs> it was a good reminder of how incredibly resourceful and athletic I am, though. <laughs> That was the positive to the whole ordeal. But definitely I had oh. neighbors thinking I was breaking into a house, although I, I figured they saw me coming out. So maybe they thought I'd, so, the job was done or something like that. But it, it was incredibly frustrating, Roush. And I basically had to kind of break my door, unfortunately. Oh, no. So you get locked in a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. In a bathroom. Yeah. How? Please explain, because typically the inside of the bathroom is how you, a lock. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the opposite way. I felt like Frank Reynolds in, in um, Always Sunny. He gets locked in a bathroom one time. Although I was 
totally sober and he was not sober in that episode of all this is a one time on on friday and i was actually thinking to myself like you know i'm being half facetious with this but i'm also somewhat serious like lucky was kind of me at lunch on a friday when i had some time and it wasn't like hannah just running to the it was our half bath on the first floor too we use that probably more than any other it probably gets more use than any other bathroom in the house but we Luckily, like the baby wasn't out there or something like that. And somebody just ran in there quickly to go to do a number one and, and get in and out. But the latch was was just not moving. So like you could move the handle, you could take the lock, you could unlock it, you could lock it. And just the latch was not moving in the frame. Like it was it was disconnected to the locking from the handle. Yeah. And then so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need. I, I was I was looking on that side of the door handle and I was like, there's no screws on this side. And even if there were, I don't have any tools with me. So I, I got to get out of this bathroom. And then one, I was just hoping maybe I could go to the other side and that handle would catch for some reason. I don't know why it would on that side and not my yeah. side. And I was like, but either way, the screws are on that side on the handle. So I got to get out and go to that side anyways. So open the window, climbed out. It wasn't probably the prettiest sight of seeing a 31-year-old climb out of a window and not peak athletic shape. But I made it without any scrapes or bruises or cuts or anything like that. Go around, go inside. I get my tool. Or I go to the other door first. It doesn't do anything on that side either. It's just it's stuck as well. Um, then I'm like, all right, well, where's the screws on this handle? No screws on this handle on that side either. It's a, it's a, it's a door without any screws. I don't know how it is, it is possible. And so, I'm looking at this thing. I couldn't even take the door off if I wanted to because the screws are like inside, you know. And there's no screws on the handles one way or another to take the handle off. Oh, so man. do some googling. There are there are there are things the screwless handles, and there's ways to get them off. Anyways, I eventually get it off, but the inside is even like I, I can see the issue, but there's just nothing I can do about it. I would have needed some like tweezers or pliers, maybe. And even then, it would have been really hard because I was going to have to manually go inside and pull the latch out. And it really only needed to be pulled out like an inch. But with all the the metal and like everything that was going on inside there, it was it really impossible to get to. So I had to start just basically like removing the metal so I could get around to pulling the latch undone. But in doing so, probably ruined the door. Uh, and eventually figured it. Eventually got it. Got the door mm-hmm. open. Now there's just no door handle on it. But I'm going to probably have to replace the door, unfortunately. But yes, got locked in the bathroom this weekend. It um, you couldn't do the 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 key trick, the card trick either, right? To 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 get to bust through the door either because the the latch wasn't moving, correct? Yeah, and like the wife got home while I was doing this. I actually had to crawl back in the window because I had to, I was doing it from the other side there too. And then she was on the other side. The card trick wouldn't work just because you yeah. couldn't even get it to the latch. You yeah. know? And the latch had nowhere to go unless it was manually pushed. And, like, you had to use some force to even move the latch back. It was weird. Um, oh, really lucky. Like, it really was lucky that it wasn't, like, I was out of town. The wife had the baby out in the yard or, like, out in the yard, out in, like, the living room. And she just ran in there for two seconds. And Yeah, that could have been bad. It could have been bad. So, worked out okay. It was really, really embarrassing, though. Uh, but a little concerning that latches could just do that because I went and looked at like the other door. All our doors are basically the same thing. But yeah, she tried like putting a little bobby pin through it, but like mm-hmm. I was, it's not it's not the lock that's broken. Yeah. It's the latch. So like 
pushing the lock thing is not going to do anything. It was it was tough. I bet somebody smarter probably could have done it maybe <laughs> more effortlessly than I did it, but it was uh, really embarrassing. TJ, I could I don't know how high the window was, but I could like see you getting out and like landing on your feet, but like a little stumble and kind of giving that little fist bump and then just like a little parkour. <laughs> I, I went out foot first, and that was. That was okay, but the way it was kind of set up, getting back in the window, I couldn't really go for, for – at that point, I could have grabbed a ladder because I had access to everything else inside the house, but I don't know. I was frustrated. I was mad. I went yeah. head first on the way down, and that was not as fun. <laughs> I went head first the way in. I went head first the way out, head first the way in, and, like, yeah, I was basically, like, doing, like, a headstand – I brought my feet back on the door and then lowered my body down. Uh, the 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 ten minute yoga session is really paying off in that instant. But yeah, so that was another embarrassing thing that happened to me this weekend. On the, on the opposite end, I fixed um, the, the microwave door fell off my parents' microwave. I helped fix it to get it back to working, and it's the most accomplished, probably the best handiwork I've done in this calendar year. Never do anything positively handy. But I helped my wife uh, build Duke's big boy bed, and I fixed the microwave door all in the last week. I'm basically Tim the Toolman Taylor at this point. That's wow. awesome. That's really, yeah. Hey, what, 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 what can't Roush do? I brag about it, too. Uh, isn't Tim Allen performing in Louisville in like a month? Uh, uh, yeah, that, that he has a yes, and he also, him and uh, Al Borland, Richard Karn, they have a new History Channel tool show. Uh, and they filmed some of it at Speed School in Louisville. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's um, that is cool. I don't know if I knew all of that. The promos for Tim Allen's stand up are not is not a good promo. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure it's not. Like on local news, they'll have the commercials for it, and uh, it's it's not great, Bob. Yeah, it's almost worth pull if I could if if it's out anywhere that I could pull up and play it. It's really kind of worth playing because the jokes they like you know you got to have a few sample jokes let people know what they're kind of getting and they're just not good. <laughs> like, they're not good at all. Um, but that's all right. I I think it'd still be kind of fun to see him. Oh uh, yeah, just to say you saw him. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we may be seeing a commitment today, and I ain't talking about you gonna Roush. I'm oh. talking about the football side of things. Oh, do we know who it is? I I think I know. Do you have any idea? I think I know. Do you have an idea? I've got a pretty good idea of who I think it is. And it's somebody that we have talked about on the show uh, a little bit. Yeah. Who is it? It's the Gilbert fellow from Indianapolis. <gasps> is that what you're awesome If it was. Mr. Football guy? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know if that's, I don't, I mean, we just stop doing that stuff. Well, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm not at liberty to say, but I would say that you're going to be even more exciting, more excited to hear who it is. So, okay. so you're saying it, I'm, I'm wrong. It's going to be a big damn deal. Uh, I've seen people suggest Adrian Griffin, too. Huh. Interesting. Oh, but, exciting. Nice. I, I hope our radio boss is listening. Get Roush in trouble. He has information. He doesn't share with the radio show. It hurts the rating. It hurts our show. And he won't, he won't even tell me is the worst part of it all. But <laughs> I really thought it was the Gilbert guys and not him. No. I, want, I, want, I want him, Roush. I know. Kentucky does feel good about him. I didn't get any confirmation if he visited over the weekend. 
Um, but we did get some news. Neo Avery, uh, he visited yeah. Ole Miss over the weekend. This was the kid that uh, was once a Penn State commitment. Uh, when he decommitted, people were pretty high on Kentucky, thought that they could have a chance. And he visited Ole Miss over the weekend, probably met a girl and fell in love because he, he announced his commitment the day after. So uh, committed on the visit. Uh, we'll, we'll, Kentucky's not going to wave the white flag on that one. No, you, you could see another uh, late foot potential there. So something to keep an eye on. But, uh, yeah, there's, it's going to be exciting. We'll, we'll talk about the announcement a ton on tomorrow's KRC, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big one. It's a big one. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped to hear it. It's, we need Kentucky's class to keep uh, moving on up in the rankings, and this would be this would help in that based on what you're saying. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much more we can talk about it without saying the player's name or what they bring to the table. Yeah, it's very, very exciting, though. It'll, it'll get folks fired up. We do have uh, a bit of news that you're going to see all over SportsCenter and everywhere. I, I don't know when that shoe is going to drop, but – it's, uh, it appears today is going to be Deshaun Watson's suspension day. Uh, I, 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 he agreed to settle a few more lawsuits, and folks around the Cleveland Browns and everybody else are just like, yep, today is going to be the day. So it could be as soon as we get off the air. It could happen while we're on the air. But um, the, the news of that is the, the shoe is going to drop uh, today. Okay, Inter, uh, I, I was going to go to intern Jacob. I'll go to Justin. Justin, what do you think they're going to do with Deshaun Watson? Uh, let's say half the year. Half so, the year. Eight, eight game suspension? Eight, eight games, yep, eight games. Hmm. Just to, as a total guess. I, I have no idea. The interesting part is the NFL Players Association, which is obviously pro player, and Deshaun Watson's camp have – the ruling that's coming out today, they basically said, hey, this this should be the ruling. Like what they say today, we, let's hope the NFL just kind of, that's that's what we go with here. Which makes a lot of people suspicious that they think this ruling is going to be favorable for Watson or not too harsh would be maybe a better way to put it. But I, I hate playing judge and jury. I don't pretend to know all the facts here. But at the surface, Deshaun Watson should not be playing football this season. He shouldn't be out on the field at any point this season based on what has been told. Uh, now, again, sometimes this is one of the tough spots of professional leagues, Roush. Do you go against what law enforcement's saying and the legal system says and you play by your own morality compass? Or do you just, hey, we're just a league. We don't pretend that we know all the information. We let the legal process play out, and what they say is how we operate. This is one of those tough spots where Deshaun Watson, it does seem somewhat criminal, at least allegedly, or what people have alleged. However, he's not going to be facing jail time. That stuff is it's seemingly off the table unless new information were to come out. So this is a tough spot for professional leagues, Roush, because... Yeah, it's the gray area. It's the it's the gray gross yeah. area. Like again, I don't think anybody would be overly comfortable watching Deshaun Watson play football this year. Does that mean next year we would be? Probably not. I think a lot of people are just going to be out on Deshaun Watson for the rest of his NFL pro career, and I wouldn't have anybody that has well, issues with that. And the thing is, though, TJ, as you say that, but I mean, you know, Mike Vick went to jail for. I mean, he he 
it was clear what he did was wrong. He was prosecuted by the law, and he even had, you know, we, we Americans do love a good comeback story. And after he did his time, he came back and he had a good uh, season or two with the Eagles. So, um, you know, time does heal all wounds. I don't know what – I have a feeling, TJ, that they're going to argue that last year should count as time served. And, I mean, it kind of should, right? I mean, he set out the entire season. So, I could see them doing the kind of like what Scoot said and it's half a season. Uh, they They – and and you go from there. A year and a half suspension. Yeah, but the difference. You you could be totally right for what it's worth. I, I think that'd be kind of cheap. But would it shock me? No, because you just really know. You never know what the NFL is going to do in situations like this. But the Mike Vick, Vick comparison. It's funny. Like you would have thought. My sister thought that he was Osama bin Laden when the, those news stories came out. It's like people are almost more horrified by the dogs than the dude who's molesting women. He's a predator going into massage parlors and forcing, basically pressuring women into pleasing him sexually, where if you're so rich, I don't think you'd have to force massage therapists to have a good time with you, which is like another disgusting aspect of this entire story. But Vic served his time. Whether or not you think that that was like the most egregious thing in the world or not, he literally served his time. Uh, and paid for the crimes that he committed. Deshaun Watson could theoretically go play an NFL game on September 10th and just be ready to rock and roll. Like, so if Deshaun Watson served time, I'd almost maybe even think of his situation differently of like, you did some terrible things. Right. right. For it. Okay, now I'm fine with you going and, and living out your life. It's, it's the fact that he was able to uh, almost pay his way out of it by settling mm -hmm. civil suits. That's the part that feels even grosser, you yeah. know? And I, I and the, my wife is a Browns fan, but I'm kind of using air quotes around that because I, I don't think she gets entirely too worked up about it. But she is just like, I don't want to cheer for this guy. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to, sports aren't that important to me to cheer for somebody that was a sexual predator. There's no other really words to use it, assuming, uh, again, there's truth to the stories of the victims. But uh, it's a it's a messy situation. It's a growth situation, and and there it looks like it will be at least partially resolved today. And the and the the thing to add to it too to make it even more awkward for Browns fans is that this is he was the NFL leader in passing yards the year before this, the last time he played football. This is going to be the best quarterback they've had in their franchise's history since they renewed it, and it's under such a weird circumstance. And that's me. That's me, like glossing over it in the shiniest light possible, is calling it a weird circumstance. Really putting Browns fans in a pickle. Uh, man, that that those fans have been through a lot uh, in the last throughout their entire history. But even just the last three or four years, when they thought they actually had this window, and then it's just been chaos ever since. <sighs> That's the Browns, though. And yeah. There's a little, like, again, the, the Bengals aren't the Browns, but there's a little part of me, too. Like, Bengals fans are so excited, and there's just this little thought I have in the back of my mind of, like, but you guys are the, the Bengals. Like, isn't something bad going to happen? Like, isn't that just the way that it works for you all? I hope that it's not. I hope that the Super Bowl run last year has kind of kicked that narrative for the Bengals, but it's weird seeing Bengals fans so wildly optimistic which they deservedly should be. Uh, they're they're should be stacked for the next several years. But like the Bengals are living in the twilight zone, and the Browns it's just just another Monday.
Just another Monday for Cleveland. Hour one is done. Hour two coming up. We can go wherever y'all want in hour two. There's a few other maybe basketball and football tidbits we could bring up. We got a text. Can we go to Paradise? No. Wait, what's what's Paradise? Just you, you said we can go anywhere. I want two tickets to Paradise, buddy. We need to talk a little TBT too in hour two. Uh, well, we'll probably get to that. Hey, and TJ, did you know that on this date, 25 years ago, Airbud was released? What an iconic movie. That's great. I love Airbud. <laughs> we all love that. <laughs> we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio Hour 2 coming up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here. Okay. 96.1 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob on your Monday morning. Glad that you're here. Have a good week. Intern Jacob during the break said he had something he wanted to bring up. So we'll throw it over to intern Jacob. All right. So for anybody out there listening, <clears throat> I don't know if you know what the app Be Real is, but essentially it is an app to where once a day at any given time, you don't know what time, you get a notification and you have to take <clears throat> a picture. And it's a picture of both sides of your camera. And it takes it at the same time. And you have two minutes to do it. So you don't, you can't like plan it. You just got to like kind of go with it. And I get a notification that Dugan has added me on Be Real. And keep in mind that this is like all my friends, like my age. So, like, every day I'll get this little slice of Dugan and I always react to it, and it's hilarious. The fact that Dugan's on this is it just shows that he's connected with the youths. Uh, similar, I mean, I'm sure his kids are on it, which is why he's doing it. But I'm curious, has there been inter- any interesting locales for our bosses Be Reels? Last night he was just kind of chilling on the couch watching TV. The other ones have just been in his car driving. But where's your pretty funny. Where, where's your best be real do, do you have a best be real um i took one on the golf course the other day it was pretty cool oh were you playing uh no i was just kind of you're gonna have to i'm an old man here I, I still don't get what prompts you having to take the pictures same it's like an alarm and yeah essentially this is uh the reason why folks his age like it is it supposed to – it's more real than your, your touched-up Instagram photos and stuff like that. So, like, in order for kids to not uh, take, like, an hour to get ready for their picture, they have to have an app tell them to take a picture, you know, r- right now. Uh, that, that's the only way they'll do an untouched photo, essentially. Jacob, what if, what if Be Real says, hey, take a picture, and you don't, you don't want to? What happens? Uh, you can post late, but you're frowned on. 
in the eyes of the community. <laughs> just get a bad, get a bad people. rating. Seems like there's a way for people to keep tabs on where other people are. I don't like Usually it. I'm giving people thumbs up. If you post late, I'll give you a thumbs down. Ooh. Suck it. Yeah, but I don't... It also requires them to post daily, too, which like yeah. I don't want to post every day. I feel like overbearing significant others would be really all about this app. Like, I want to see where you are with... You can't fake it because you got to be real, right? Yeah, you got to be real. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, good good for Dugan being on there. I saw Dugan's on the old TikToks as well. So he's he's hip. He's cool. Oh man, that's two more social medias than I have. Whew. Be be real. I will not be. I will not be participating then. Didn't even know it existed though. Had never heard of it until intern Jacob had just brought it up. But yeah, Roush, you're right. He's probably just keeping tabs on what his kids are doing and. That's being a, a good parent, we say in the business. Being a good KRC listener means texting on in to the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. I'd like to spend a good chunk of this hour reading texts and reacting to them. We generally wait too long and have to rush through them, so maybe we get mm-hmm. into that right now. Sounds good to me, Mr. Sports Talker. All righty. There are other little sports tidbits here and there that I have, but maybe the text line will bring them up. If not, we can always uh, bring them up ourselves. A texter says, to be honest, not even sure why our staff offered Bo Allen. Yeah, he was a semi-nice quarterback at the high school level, but he's 5'11", playing against average to below average talent in the state of Kentucky. A quarterback that that small and can't really scramble doesn't have a chance in the SEC. Not trying to sound harsh because Bo Allen seems like a good kid, but it's just the reality. Yeah, that's, um, that is harsh. <laughs> uh, you also have to consider – how Kentucky, like who they were able to sign to play quarterback under Eddie Grant and Darren Hinshaw. And I believe from the high school ranks, he was better than those guys, uh, better than your Gunner hoax of the world. Um, and could have thrived under the right circumstances. The other answer to your question too, Texter, uh, is that look what Bo Allen, like getting a, a, a a kid ranked as a four-star early in the process, it uh, it helps your recruiting elsewhere. And if you look at that 2020 recruiting class, Cats did well. Cats did really well, and a lot of it was because they were able to get Bo Allen on board early on. Yeah, and somebody that's just is in your backyard too, like you, you, you got to go get him. When you've mm-hmm. got he, – he had big offers. I, I think – the list of schools that really were prioritizing him weren't as jaw-dropping as some of the offers he had. Right. Uh, but if he's in your backyard, other big schools are offering him, you're going to offer him. And then if you're going to offer him, well, you may as well go after him and make him a priority. And that's what UK did. And he grew up a big UK fan as well. So it, I don't blame one bit UK bring in. Any, any coaching staff would have brought Bo Allen in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it was kind of a no-brainer in that aspect. Which, speaking of, uh, his old coach, uh, Darren Hinshaw's got a new job. He's uh, he's going to be the offensive coordinator at UAB. How about that? Yeah. It seems a little like following up, not to be too mean to Darren Hinshaw. Yeah, he but... ha- – well, I, I don't know if they're going to – so uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think everybody's up on the haps on what's going on at UAB, but Bill Clark – basically built that program from the ground up even after they got rid of the program he was so bullheaded about it that he got them to bring it back after one year Uh, so 
he unexpectedly resigned. He had to have back surgery, like that could just he might not be able to ever coach again. So he just resigned in June, uh, and essentially they kept the entire coaching staff and just promoted their offensive coordinator, who Luckett said that this guy is even from Kentucky. I'd never heard of him before, Brian Vincent. So they hire Henshaw to be the new OC. I don't know if he's going to be in charge of play calling stuff, um, but not 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 a bad gig for a team that should be pretty good this fall that uh, regularly competes for Conference USA championships, even though Bill Clark is no longer the head coach. Well, wish him all the best. The texture says, TJ, does the handicap app cost you money? What What's it called again? I reached out to that person. Um, it, to register a handicap officially, it does cost money. You have to go to your local pro shop and say, I want to sign up for a handicap, and they give you a little code, and they run your card or whatever it is, and then you have access to it. But I, I don't remember how much it was, and I think I have like a membership for five or ten years or something like that. My membership goes through 2026. So, yeah, I got a five-year deal, and I signed up for it. But I guess if you are a, a, if you want to be a serious golfer, you need to keep your own handicap or else other – the, the, the heidi-toddy golfers will, will turn their nose up at you if you don't. What? Like Jacob. Like Jacob. Jacob, what was your handicap? Scratch? Uh, plus point four, I think. I don't know. So scratch. But, no. Um, it was point it was point six, Jacob. Point was six. it point six? Uh, was. That's at one point it was in the pluses, but not even a scratch. We won't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I don't turn my nose up if people don't keep a handicap. I don't even oh. post my scores half the time. Well, you're also well, ooh, I'm <laughs> Somebody tell the USGA folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> watch out for this guy. But gotcha. secondly, it's more of the older generation, intern Jacob. I wouldn't imagine you'd get too snobby about uh, being a 19-year-old, about handy golf handicaps. But it, here, here's my – do you need the handicap for anything other than when you're I, – I guess it would be like if you were doing a member-member tournament, you would need a handicap. Is there any other reason why you would need a handicap? If you're uh, – if you're – Playing with your other friend golfers who are good, and you're playing for money, a handicap can be important. Okay. Just any gross, any gross event, any net event. Actually, sorry. Yeah, any of you, Roush. Like you, scoots me. If we're going golfing, we're just having beers and we're having fun. But like right. you get people that are more serious about it. They're they, competing. They, they want to know people's handicaps and yeah, get an idea of really who played better that day within their own skill set. Uh, and from my understanding too, there's some, there's a lot of courses where you just, you need to ha- have a handicap just to get on, just so they'll know that you're serious enough about, about the sport. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Jacob, are there actual courses that are like, you must have a handicap to play here? I don't think so. I've never I know there's a bunch one. that, you know, it, they'll ask you it. And if you don't have one, they're going to like, oh boy, here we go. But I, I'm talking about like the really the big ones, you know, like St. Andrews or something. Like the public, the courses that are technically public but are hard to get on, and they're like the best in the world. Like Pebble Beach, right? Don't you need to have a handicap to play there and just schedule out far in advance? I don't know if you do. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't sound right to me, but I, I really don't know. I just don't see the benefit of a course asking a handicap. Like, what do they get out of that? Just to know that you're not like some yokel who's going to go out there and hold up play because you suck. Yeah. I mean, but I can sit here and say my handicap's something that it's not. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, if, you would like to think that most people are going to be honest. And if you got somebody showing up to a course and they're like, oh, my handicap's 42. Yeah, but you're not playing, pal. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, but if somebody has a 42 handicap and they're keeping it, <laughs> I feel like you lost that first play. Like, you know, like, God love them. They're, they, they're not good, but at least they want to be better. They're keeping right. their handicap. You know, they're making the efforts. All right, we got maybe somebody. If somebody knows definitively on the text line, please help us out because we, we do not know. Uh, texter says, a gentleman's drop means something different in my household. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do your gentleman's droppings in the bathroom, don't get locked in. Say that much. Bustin has such a way with words. And it was, uh, Justin, I thought you had a really nice tweet honoring the late, great Bill Russell. Are you serious or no? I, I gave you a retweet. I liked it. You did. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was you know, that one hit that one hit hard yesterday, but then you realize that the dude was 88 years old, and it's like, oh, he lived a good, long, happy life. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. So. Justin said, Bill Russell passed, question mark. Sheesh, that's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> Laugh it up, pal. Really, really, what a tribute to a legend. That's it. I'm to a big that. one, I should say. <laughs> I didn't know the guy. We weren't friends. Hey, can I? Can I, 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 I? We do need to discuss. I mean, there's there's so much to to pay tribute to the big one, if you will. Uh, here's something that I always got wrong, TJ. I, for some reason, I always thought he was six seven. I did not know that he grew to six ten uh, when he was at college in San Francisco because I knew he was smaller than Wilt Chamberlain, but I did not realize though that he was. Still six ten. I don't. I don't know why in my brain that I, I thought that was the case, uh, but still one of the best basketball players ever. One of the greatest winners ever. The 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 stats going around since his passing were just ludicrous. Uh, there was one from Bob Ryan in the last fourteen years of basketball and his career. He played in twenty one winner take all games. He won all twenty one games. It's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, absolute uh, basketball legend. Scoots is right. That's a big one. Left a huge, huge impact and legacy on the game of basketball. And Scoots also right. Lived an amazing life, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, on and off the basketball court, there's a great thread I read this morning that Mike DeCourcy retweeted. I know I'm sure you're all following TSN Mike. Um, I didn't know. I'd seen this picture before, but. It just it was one of those things that I read in some basketball book as a kid and it went in one ear, you know, at, over the years it's fallen out the memory banks. But he also was a track and field athlete and he just he was like, I'll be on the track team if I don't have to show up to practice. And so he just showed up to meets and he nobody had ever jumped seven feet high in the high jump. And Bill Russell almost did it without ever practicing his first time out there. And uh, the the story that's even more fascinating about it is he didn't use the form at the time. This was before they did the jumping over back first. They called it the the barrel roll. You kind of lean over. He didn't do the barrel roll where you put like one leg over and you kind of flop down. He just hurdled it <laughs> with like two legs, and it's such a hilarious picture. And he still uh, reached six foot eleven inches, not even using the right form. He did seven foot. And his ankle hit the bar, and it eventually rolled off. So it didn't count officially. Um, but he kind of proved that you could do it. And the guy that he was competing against eventually broke the seven-foot mark barrier just like a month later. Um, and the guy he competed against his greatest high school competition was Johnny Mathis. <laughs> like, what? 
Johnny Mathis of all people. So, uh, man, dude lived a crazy life athletically and was even he played even better contributions off the court to uh, combating racism during a difficult time. So, Bill Russell, a legend of all legends. The Olympic gold medalist. He won two NBA championships as a coach. People forget uh, about mm-hmm. that aspect of him. And that, another little interesting story is after his after winning the gold medal and after an unbelievable college basketball career, the Harlem Globetrotters called him mm-hmm. and wanted him to join his team. And the owner, though, would not discuss with him directly he had basically his assistant do it and bill russell was like all right i'm pretty accomplished i know people people want to work with me but this guy won't even talk to me to to give me the offer so he said that if uh, the globetrotters owner was too smart to speak with him then he was too smart to speak with him and then instead he said i'm just gonna go play in the nba instead of being a globetrotter worked out all right Yep, I, I think it did. Uh, shout out to Jay Williams. Uh, that He had that, that infamous tweet uh, con- praising the Celtics for hiring their first black coach two years ago when Bill Russell was the league's first black coach All 60, right, 70 years ago. We got breaking news. Breaking news! <laughs> Deshaun Watson suspended six games. No fine. Oh, I was close. You were, you were close. Um the games he's going to miss at the Panthers week one, Jets, oh man, Panthers and Jets, uh, versus the Steelers, and then at the Steelers, why are the Browns and Steelers playing back-to-back weeks? Field the eights, no, that there, can't be right. I don't no know, way. but that's amazing that we get to play them twice without Deshaun. There's, right. Right. there's no way that's accurate. Yeah, field the eights. There's no way you got that right. Uh, Chargers, Patriots. So two of the two good teams in there. It's Panthers, Jets. Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, he got that wrong. Uh, but yeah, uh, Falcons stink too. So Browns getting away, skating, skating by. Uh, six games that equals out to um, what is that? Three a quarter, per? A quarter of a game for each allegation. Yep, so that's about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Probably, uh, probably a decent time to take a break. Yeah, we'll take we'll take our last break here. That's in, <laughs> that. There are going there are going to be takes, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. There are going to be takes on Sean Watson suspended six games. Uh, that is what we in the business call skating. Skating. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Stanley just drank OJ out of my mug and didn't seem to realize that it wasn't his hot coffee. So the question has to be asked, is there no limit to what he won't notice? I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag I'm useless, but not for long the future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm glad I got Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 0.1 FM, 1450 AM. 
Dugan posted on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page a couple weeks ago. I was walking just around the neighborhood with my dog, listening to the Big X, as I always do, and wearing my Shady Rays. And Dugan came up. I didn't know he was there. And he was like, hey, sports soccer. I was like, whoa, it's you. And he took a video of it. It's on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. But you'll notice that I'm rocking out some Shady Rays looking good. You can, too, by going to ShadyRays.com using promo code BIGX for 25% off. They offer replacement pairs, 30 days free, and they have the widest selection of stunning sunglasses. You're going to want them for football season coming on up. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget promo code BIGX. If, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that was a professionally shot commercial. I mean, that was good. It was right on the fly. It was, yeah. it was, uh, Good. you know, that's we're in the entertainment business, so we 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 make those things happen, make them happen. Oh, Roush also this weekend went to a church picnic, won like a hundred and twenty dollars. Whoa, mm-hmm. oh, which church did you rob, Robin Hood? St. Michael's. Oh, you ever been out there? It's a it's a hall, it's a good, uh, it's good right hike. Off, it's right off the gene. What is Gene in Taylorsville? Yeah. It's a hike. It, I like in yeah. It's it's about like going to Valley Station for me. Like it's the, or it's like going to Valley High School for you. Things that are right off, but the things that are right off expressways just seem significantly closer than when you have to take Dixie Highway for four miles. You know. Yeah, I mean Valley High School is right off the Gene, though. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like two lights away. Oh, so. that's yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, um, but you, you do make a good point. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah. Uh, get, well, good job. Good on you, buddy. I know we're getting towards the twilight of our uh, picnic season. I know there's one by me next weekend. But the last big one I like to I like to I like to cap off the picnic season at St. Rita. St. Rita's some good people there. You might find Adam Luckett at the beer booth, uh, yugging some some ice cold Bud Lights down. Uh, while uh, you know he 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 samples some of the product. While he's working, it is funny your, your your picnic circuit and my picnic circuit, <laughs> different parts of town. On this, um, I've never been to Rita's. I'm sure it's great. I would it have is, no it doubt. is a good one out pressing. Yeah, I'd have no doubt that they would have a a good idea of how to how to throw a nice picnic and a nice party. Uh, I I thought you were going to say the big one left is St. Joe's. Oh yeah 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 of course, but I don't always that that I admittedly don't have the same regulars that attend that one that I do at other places. Yeah, I don't seem to go to Joe's often. I think I'm just busy generally that weekend for whatever. Yeah, but I, but, I, but it's, it is fun, and it is crazy how big it is. It's funny. I think a lot of people only go to St. Joe's, so anytime they find themselves at another picnic, they're like, oh, this one's tiny. It's like, no, <laughs> actually, the other ones are about right. normal. St. Joe's is just the Super Bowl of church picnics. So It, it also, the, the, only, the big downer about that one, it feels like you're just parking by the railroad tracks and just walking for so long to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, and they're doing a ton of construction over in that area. I don't even – it's probably going to be a total and complete nightmare. You'll need yeah. to go in from the backside over at uh, – on – what road is that? Why can't I think Fra- of Frankfurt Avenue? Bra- I think it's technically Brownsboro. Gotcha, gotcha. But there is a uh, – Frankfurt's the front, insur- front entrance, but there's an entrance on the back. Highly recommend that back entrance. To, to your point, though, there is a lot happening in August. Um, I believe the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. This Thursday happening like Whoa. right around the corner, uh, and Luke Fortner might be the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we've got an uh, NFL preseason. It's not much, but it's something to watch. Uh, we have the Bahamas next week. 
Uh, and then on top of it, there's a big, big race day at Churchill Downs. The Arlington Million is coming up. And shout out to Epicenter for just making all of those New Yorkers cry. Um, I spent a lot of my weekend betting the ponies. Was a neck away from nailing a pick four. That was really disappointing. But uh, uh, Fox owns all of the rights to uh, racing at Saratoga in the summer. And all of the people they have up there are big New York homers. So they love all the New York horses. And Epicenter just didn't even try. Like, they didn't even bring out the whip. And he just kicked all of their New York asses. Uh, I loved it so much. Poor Andy Serling. He was just, Mama, I, got, I thought early voting was going to do it. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, man. It was so much fun. Zandon and who was the other horse? Uh, early voting in the Preakness. Uh, Brad Cox's Tawny Port. I thought it ran a good race. It, for a four-horse race. Bet? We bet Tawny Port, and it was right freaking there. Oh, and, man. So and, close. And you cannot have a big race and not have enough horses to have a freaking show bet option. You yeah. dorks. You can't even you can't even do that when it's only four horses. The the fifth horse scratch. And that was what was annoying too, TJ, is they spent the whole weekend, the gym dandy, the gym dandy, biggest race ever. And it's like, dude, there's four horses. Come on. Like you can't you can't be treating it like this is the one hundred and fiftieth open at the old course and only have four horses in this race. Like chill I out, Naira. I like the theatrics of it, and like honestly, if horse racing is smart, each weekend whatever place is just having like a big race for their standards, they need to have a production value like this. If you want to bring horse racing back to life, I like that they had like a fog machine and entrances yes. for the jockeys. Entrances of the jockeys is great. It was badass. I really thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and then it was a good race, even with just it being four horses. But yeah. Yeah. it was. I will say that like they were. Uh, going into the final 16th, it was four horses all in a row. And, uh, yeah, I thought I thought Tony Port had a shot, man. I really did. Really did. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding myself in the summer just because I think I'm just so bored. But uh, going over to my parents' house and we just bet the races on Saturdays while the kids play, it's really been enjoyable. Uh, it's 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 been a nice something new that we haven't always done. Jackie's Warrior, though, I think was Dude, the worst of the day. So good. That yeah. was I, again, I know people don't care about horse racing for a, a, a large majority of this show. Highly recommend just watching Jackie Warrior's latest race. They didn't even touch that horse, Roush. They <laughs> just, like, it, it was embarrassing. And some other horses started to make like a little push on her. They just didn't care. Yeah. It, it, the funniest part about it is that the horse didn't really, like, it just galloped out the final, like, what? Yeah. The, I mean, almost the entire stretch galloped the entire out stretch, and I agree. Won by like five lengths. Yeah, it's crazy. It really was. That was that, that. That horse is special. All right, let's get back to this Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Bustin. All right, I got that one. TJ hating the words vibe is a vibe. Well, it's just because it's too all encompassing. You can be more specific with your words. Mm-hmm. And I, the, I guess the thing maybe I hate so much about it though is that like it it works. <laughs> like it, it works. Like it, it, there is a time and place to use the word vibes to sum something up. And I just hate, I, I hate it's overused. It. It's like when people used to say legit all the time, it's, it, it's cooled off some, but when you said legit to everything, it's like, well, that's just a matter of fact. Like it's not legit. Yeah. Like it was just overused. I always crack up when people are quick to be like, I, I'm being, I'm being completely honest. I'm being 100%. 100% legit. Like, so if you don't add that, are we to assume that you're just lying to us? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I do that all the time. You do start sentences by saying, well, oh, if I'm being honest. Good time. 
If I'm being uh, honest. Nothing, all right, and also the, the other thing that drives me crazy is when people talk like in our line of work and they say, in my opinion, it's, well, no, duh, it's your opinion. This entire show is your, your opinion. You yeah, don't have I, to say in your, in my opinion. I catch myself doing that both in writing and, and actually, I think some people use it as like a softener as like, Hey, it's just my opinion, but yeah, yeah. like, I, I'm not pretending to be right about this. It's an opinion. And so they preface it that way, but I agree with you. That's a, I found myself on tweets writing out IMO and it's like, well, it's coming from me. I think people understand it <laughs> by opinion. Is TJ's brother named after the scotch uh, conceived to the scotch? <laughs> just kidding i don't know i don't think he was named after uh after the scotch remember when scooch said indiana was going to get xavier booker that was cute. <laughs> man so i got a pretty funny story about that last night so i'm getting ready to go to bed i'm in a pretty good mood I, we finished season one of stranger things so i was feeling good and my roommate looks at me and he was like hey remember that guy you guaranteed that was going to go to indiana and i was like who and he was like, Knox. And I was like, Kevin's little brother? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, if I ever said that he was going to Indiana, that was a drunk moment. I was like, so I was like, that, that's that's okay. He went somewhere else. No big deal. So I lay in bed. And I shut my door. And all of a sudden, I hear him say, or no, hang on. I made the qualm before I went to bed. I was like, now if it was Xavier Booker, I'd be pretty heated. So I lay down in bed. And then I hear my roommate shout from the living room. Oh, it was Xavier Booker. He's going to Michigan State. And I'm like, you're you're full of crap. I pull up Twitter, sure enough, it was Xavier Booker. So mm. I was I was screaming expletives as I was falling asleep last night. So Scoots mm. will will take the L on that one. Yes, I will. Unfortunately. Losing, losing the Izzo? God, what a joke. Oh man. That's I mean, embarrassing. What? Yeah, I hope he retires his first year there. Probably still wouldn't make him want to go play for IU though, you know? Yeah, clown. No, Izzo, he's such a recruiting machine. Scooter once again finding the poignant words that jumped up on me. Gonna get Xavier Booker? No, Scooter once again finding the poignant words to say in the wake of tragedy. Guys, (laughs) please don't, please do not judge me from my Friday show. I was, I was not on it. I was struggling. With the way I was, my comparisons were just off. No, I think he, they're discussing the. Well, that's a big one. I think I think um, that was it. I took that as my my comparison with Kentucky basketball and the Eastern Kentucky flooding. Oh, hey, you know what? You're trying though, buddy. I did drop. Yeah, you're you're trying. Another texture says, "What the hell is going on with U of L football recruiting? Is it for real? What are they doing with so many four and five stars to visit? It's pay like I." I, well, let's let intern Jacob tell say what's going on with U of L football recruiting. Okay. Um, it's in the, it's in the early. See, I, I was talking to one of my buddies about this because they're like, "Oh, we got this good this good class for 2023." I'm like, "Yeah, right now. I mean, you got five or ten three stars. It's going to put you up there in the early stages of 2023 recruiting, but." It's going to change closer to time, and you're going to fall in the ranks because a bunch of four and five stars are going to go commit to your Alabamas and your Georgias and your Kentuckys, and it's just going to shoot them right up the ranks. So in all reality, you're going to have like a top 30, maybe 25 at the end of the day. 
No, no. Um, the like that's you're partially right, Jacob. If they did keep all these guys, it would be like it would probably be top. 20, 15, between 15 and 20 somewhere. But the real answer to the question is just, yes, they're paying players. Like, it's it's very obvious they're paying players. That's why they're getting them to commit. They're paying them to commit. Correct. How, yeah, like, it's just, just straight, here's money, pay, play for our team. It's, it's, it's very clear. The texter goes on and says, they have several committed. Is it nil-driven? They must have tapped into Louisville's larger corporate base. No, I know not. we're doing okay, but lately we've missed out on several good ones. Actually, disagree. Kentucky's mostly been doing well. You had the Avery commitment, which was a little bit of a hiccup. But besides that, they, Kentucky's been heating up on the recruiting trail. Um, not so much missing out, in my opinion. All that being said, Louisville fans should be happy. If anything, I think it should be the blueprint of a competent head coach can come in here, win, and you could be able to recruit well. But what they're going to face is keeping that class together when this season ends up being six and six, seven and five again, maybe five and seven. That's going to be tough. And then it's going to be also tough when you have some of the bluer blood say, okay, they offered you X amount of money back in August, July. Okay, well, now we need you, and we're offering this amount of money. So think about that. This, I understand Louisville fans should be excited, but they would be naive to think that this is wrapped up. The, uh, the big thing that – so it's not Louisville's larger corporate base. It's all Adidas. Um, the, the corporate base thing, they were just bragging about starting a new, I, I forget what they call it, the 502 circle, or I, I don't know. I get all of my 502s mixed up. But Eric Crawford wrote about their new nil. They don't even really have a collective. This is just Adidas paying players for them. The thing that I don't understand, TJ, is why they're doing this for football and not basketball. You feel like they would owe them for basketball, and that would be the easier route to go because you only have to get a couple of these guys, and you have the proven track record of success. It's a lot easier to be successful. So I don't know why Adidas felt the need to invest in Scott Satterfield instead of Kenny Payne. Mm, That's the part I don't get. And it's probably something just – you would think that some of it has to do with just it's easier for football. Just you don't – basketball, the top of the top talent, has every program going after them, where in football, I think you have some schools that are like, well, no, we're not going to promise you money directly, but like, look at what we're doing with nil here. You're going to make a lot. And then I think you have places like Louisville saying, you commit to us today, we can promise you 300K in nil your first week as a freshman. Some Louisville's playing, they're striking early. Other teams are going to come in later and try to strike bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. Louisville's just taking advantage earlier where these people don't have the offers yet. They could come. They may never come. A lot of them are jumping on what Louisville's selling them. But it's a it's a verbal commitment. It's, it's just as easily could say that you're decommitting if you don't like the direction of where things are going. And I think one of the – I still think there's a lot of fascinating – storylines that could come to fruition with the U of L recruiting success. If the season goes poorly, do U of L fans want Satterfield gone with knowing that maybe the class falls apart? Or do you just say, Hey, this stinks. I don't know if we're ever going to win with Satterfield, but he's got such a good class. We need to let him bring this class in. That's going to be a crappy spot for them to be in too. If you do move on from Satterfield, if this season doesn't go well, 
Satterfield's probably going to be telling those recruits not to stick with U of L. Most likely, it's gonna the whole. It, there's never been a more important football season for U of L in terms of needing to win and win at a at a decent clip. We'll see if yeah. they can do it. So far, they haven't under Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Good morning, gents. My wife mentioned how she needs new sunglasses, so of course I referred her to Shady Rays and the Big X promo code. Our our guy, woo, we love you. Shady Rays will be perfect for her because she's always dropping and breaking things such as her phone, AirPods, our second born, etc. I assured her Shady Rays policy on broken sunglasses would be much easier to navigate than the hospital's policy on broken babies. No ambulance rides or awkward conversations with child protective services. <laughs> well, we hope your baby's okay. But you are right. Great replacement promise from Shady Rays. You buy a pair with a small processing fee. You basically get the same pair. You get buy one, get one with a processing fee. Thanks for texting in, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for texting in. The little guy ended up being just fine. He's a tough nugget. Anyway, it's great products and policy at Shady Rays. That's funny. <sighs> okay, intern Jacob. What was the real reason as to why you couldn't attend the show on Friday? Yeah, I would also like to know the real reason as well. I'm being serious. I can even show you the new cord I got. It's kind of cool looking. It's matte blue and, and no good, good cool no good stories from vacation. Yeah, dude. Okay, so remember when I texted in and said I was going on that fishing trip? Yes. Oh no. So we got to the dock on the boat. We got 20 minutes from shore. Dude stops the boat. And he's like, "I've been doing this for 20 years." Fishing's not going to be good today. We're going to go back. And took us back. Wow. I was like, you're joking. Honestly, I feel like you, you got to win. You weren't. You got a fun little boat ride, and you weren't out on the boat for six hours. Did you all yeah. still have it to was, pay for it? No. It was going to be eight hours, though. I was ecstatic. Like, I was ready to throw some How lines in. How did he make the determination 20 minutes in that an eight-hour fishing trip was going to be unsuccessful? Again, yeah, I'm sure he cool. knows the stuff. But like, does he have does he have underwater goggles? Well, and then the the best part about it was, we get back to the hotel and we're talking to this guy that we just met, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got back from fishing, caught this twelve foot grouper." We're like, <laughs> "Jesus, that is wild. And, that really is a crazy story." And no, Roush, I was not sipping on the pouches. They were actual Frozo cocktails. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> A texture says, "Little guy would be our uh, intern Jacob." Or we got that one. How could honey buns do? All, how many honey buns do you all think you could eat if you were starving? I don't know, just however many I wanted to. Twelve. Ooh, I also 12, just twelve. I was gonna go like twenty. Yeah, I, I'm I'm much lower because I the eating all all that sort of junk just uh, it's 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 the turning thirty in me. TJ, that like it messes with my stomach much more than it used to. Like if I eat, if I have too much sugary stuff, then my stomach's just like in a knot. Hmm. Just doesn't feel good. I, I get the rumbly tums. Nobody wants the rumbly tums. You may have to miss the governor's cup if you get them. Mm-hmm. Or get um, thousand. What is your all's opinion on a single golfer joining your group of three? Are you all open to other golfers? Or are you the type to say thanks, but not today, pal? I mean, one hundred percent not going to say no, but obviously I'm with everybody else that you probably aren't thrilled about it, but it is always nice just meeting somebody new. That's cool. It's just, it's such a, it's such a roll of the dice, whether you're going to get somebody that's good, that's fun, or if not even fun, just like polite and considerate, or if you're just going to get a, a, 
a dweeb. And the dweeb is the worst of the worst. So most of the time, ideally, you don't get paired up with a stranger. I am a huge fan of not having to deal with that. But if you get the right person, it's no big deal at all. The smart move is to ask that solo guy if he would like to play through. That should be question number one. And then if he says no to that, then it, then you make a decision if you want to play with him or not. I could never imagine telling like a stranger, hey, we got three, and then they'd be like, hey, can I play with you? And just being like, no, not today. Sorry. <laughs> Get lost. The only way I think I could do that is if I had like a kid with me. And I was like, you're more than welcome to, but I'm just, we're kind of teaching this person. Just like, it's going to be a long round. So you probably don't, that would be the only way I think I'd tell somebody no. I, uh, unrelated note, Tony Finau, he went from the guy who could never win tournaments. He was always a top five guy to winning back to back weeks and, uh, doing it in pretty dominant fashion at the Rocket Mortgage. So yeah, shout no, out to Tony. He has no competition anymore. They're all on the live. <laughs> it was fun seeing him win it was a dominant sunday round a texter says nick with your sales connections do you have any update on bellerman's football team haven't heard much about it i'm interested to watch them play um just because i'm i'm curious how they'll stand up against the rest of their competition like i, I don't know how good those other teams are going to be but I do know that there's definitely been an adjustment period for the coaches because they're dealing with kids who are just so much smaller. You know, aren't they? Yeah, aren't they doing like tiny man football, seven on seven? Yeah. What's it's, it called? Like, Lightning fast or something? Sprint, sprint football. So it's eleven on eleven, but they just can't weigh more than one hundred eighty-five pounds. That's why you haven't heard about it. Or they can, but they they're in there. Can't they be over one hundred eighty-five pounds? They just can't play a certain position or something. No, no, it's everything. Or I thought there was a height required. Like if you're over like six four, you can be more. Like they spread it out. There, there was something. There was something there. I don't know if I'll find it or not, or if I even care to look it up. What I worry about is people are going to go watch that and just be like, "No, I'm never watching it again." And maybe something you have to like give time to get used to. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. people will do that. But I may be speaking to myself here too, for what it's worth. A texter says. TC from Lexington is going to be TC at Rupp Arena tomorrow. So any boys coming, I hope to see you guys. Uh, ice cream on me, TC from Lexington, if I if I end up making it up there. I'd love to go. Get dinner in Lexington, go to the practice, but then I'd miss bedtime. That wouldn't be fun. Yeah. You could always stay at my place. Yeah. Could could always do that. It's, uh, it's nice to have options, Jacob. I'll let you know. John here. Good morning. <laughs> good Monday morning to all. Tuesday is going to be awesome for the basketball team, and I will watch and I will donate. Man, Fan Day sounds cool as well. I hope both events really help people in the state of Kentucky. Do you guys know anybody who will not be able to practice, or will all of the team be good to go? We'll got to go talk to you later. C.J. Frederick told Tom Leach this morning he's 100% physically and mentally and doesn't expect any issues moving forward. So that's good to hear from him. So I would think everybody's going to be good to go. If anybody's out, it'll be new stuff, I would believe, John. Yeah, and on the football side of things, I'm sure there's like some little stuff where, you know, not everybody's. I know Jordan Anthony, he's going to be a late arrival. Media Day's Wednesday, and that's when he runs in his track event down in Columbia. Um, so he's going to be a late arrival. But uh, I, don't even, I don't anticipate anything else uh, significant uh, to start off fall camp. All righty, there you have it. Is there a time we should be looking for this commitment at least? Uh, Uganda is going to be committing 
on, on Yinso at two. Remember that you got on Yinso. Listen to the first hour of the KRC podcast if you missed that. And then Roush, the football commit. What what time should we be looking at here? Uh, before you gonna. So yeah, before you. It, it was Adrian Griffith. I uh, I don't know. That was the guy, or is it the? Uh, you didn't really tell us. Yeah, I didn't. Roush, just. Just do it, man. Come yeah, on. Have, give the people what they want. At some point, you got to have a spawn. This is a song and dance for another time, but I, I'm going to need an explanation on why you can't tell us that. Intern Jacob's grilling you, all right? Well, <laughs> yeah. He's grilling you. I just want to know. He's grilling well, you. Well, maybe if you were here last week, you would know that I don't spoil commitments. Well, it just seems... Come it just on. seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, no. you're right. The right thing to do. Uh, text are on the Thorns text line. Uh, ask the same question. Any idea of what time we can expect it? Well, as I said, uh, before you gonna, uh, what do you get out of paying to register to your handicap? Like, does it make it feel like you're cool or something? Yeah. It makes me especially feel cool. <laughs> so like I walk around and like, even unprovoked, I'll go up to people and be like, I've got a golf handicap. You want to see it? And I'll show people and they'll be like, man, that's pretty sweet. That's the only reason people do it is to feel cool. Not to keep up with your progressing golf game one way or another. Definitely not that. Or regressing golf game, potentially. Regressing in my case. Still needs you to get out of there on a par three course, Scoots. I'm in. I'm, whenever. You name the day, I'm there. Your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Kentuckys, no stop. You know, I knew I was going to get something for that. It's a joke, man. Just lighten up. Just lighten up. That's all. Indiana Tim here was just reminded of my golf handicap. Lower back, shoulders, wrist. That's a good one, Indiana Tim. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. All right. Uh, what else do we have today? We've got the TBT Championship tomorrow, so maybe we'll talk yeah, about, yeah, we, about we, tomorrow. Yeah, we can talk about that then. Uh, poor DeAndre Liggins' team. Couldn't get it done. Close, but nope. no cigar. No, nope. neither could the Fighting Scoochie Smiths. Nope, the scoochie scoochies went home. All right, we're out of time. Everybody have a great Monday. If we forgot something, we'll bring it up tomorrow. Going to be Commitment Monday for the Cats, both sports. So we'll have plenty to get to 7 a.m. May have a special surprise on tomorrow's show, too. So don't hmm. go anywhere. Be on the lookout for that. We'll be in studio as well now that the air's working. So first time wow. we'll be together for a while, which will be fun. I don't even know if I remember which mic is what. Yeah. That's yeah. big time. Uh, is the smell the same in the studio? Uh, there was a really bad smell this morning. Oh, really bad. Sm but not in the not in the studio room. But like when you first walk in the door, you're like, it just you get a whiff of something, and you're like, what is that? Like food, or was it like? Yeah, it almost smells like that. bad food. So just just get ready for that. Okay. Okay. But in the studio room, it should be fine. No issues. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, don't go getting locked in the bathroom. Everybody have a good Monday. This is KRC. I'm Big X Sports. Oh, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. Have a good day.